Welcome to the Athletes Marathon Podcast, conversations that help people maximize their full potential by helping them understand that life is more like a marathon than it is a sprint. From former athletes, personal trainers, coaches, social media influencers, and entrepreneurs, talk about their journey on and off the field and how they maximize their talents once they hung up their cleats. And here's your host, Matt Joy. In this episode, I interviewed a former college intramural sports star and health studies major from Monmouth University who used her love for fitness to tap into the personal training industry. She's a trainer at Equinox Paramus, which is one of the top gyms in New Jersey, and she talks about her experience and perspective as a female trainer. This guest has a natural ability to build rapport and connect with people, which helps set her apart from other trainers. Without further ado, here's episode 22. Welcome to the Athletes Marathon Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Choi, and we're extremely lucky to have an awesome guest, friend of mine, Caitlin Jones. Caitlin's located in Fairlawn, New Jersey, and she's a personal trainer at Equinox Paramus. Caitlin, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Awesome. It feels weird. I'm like calling you Caitlin, K. Jones, you know what I'm saying? I know. I, know. I never <laughs> call you Matt. I always think about that. Right, <laughs> exactly. But Caitlin, you don't mind. Um, obviously, like our mama family, um, some people know about you, but I guess the people that don't, give a little background about yourself before we get started. Yeah. Um... Well, I am from Fairlawn. I've always been still here other than when I was at Monmouth. But so went to elementary school, Warren Point, shout out Warren Point. Um, Then I went to, you know, middle school, Thomas Jefferson Middle School from there. Fairlawn High School. I've always played sports throughout. I know we'll dig deeper into it a little bit more. But, you know, I started out actually playing more so softball, basketball. And then eventually got into lacrosse and track. Lacrosse was my passion for a long time. Um, then got into Monmouth University where we met mm-hmm. and uh, I was more into just intramural sports. So I worked for the intramurals recreation department where I found more of my passion in fitness and things like that. Um, and then after college, I'm now at Equinox in Paramus. So it's amazing. Love training. And that's pretty much it. All right. Sweet. And I'll be Kate, just talk, talk a little about when you were a kid. So, I mean, you talk about like the different sports you played, I guess, like, um, I guess kind of dive in a little bit deeper of like, like the different sports and then when you kind of started focusing on lacrosse and track more and I guess what spiked that interest there okay yeah so I guess I originally started I like loved I played t-ball at first of course everyone started out young (laughs) and then from there I worked up to softball I loved it and it's funny basketball was another main thing for me and I actually wanted to be a professional basketball player in the very super young that was just like everyone had their dream yeah so that was like a big one for me but then you know as you know the years went on I realized we'll we'll try different sports I got into lacrosse in fifth grade and I immediately picked it up really well I was the type that like if I was good at something I stuck with it most of the time like Mm -hmm. for example soccer that was not my sport not good at it quit right away I got frustrated with myself yeah you're so you were (laughs) self-aware yeah so if I wasn't good I'm like no 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 this isn't for me so I kept I kept going with lacrosse and then from there I just focused and honed in on that I loved it and then come high school Lacrosse was my main sport. In the off season, I did winter track, which I loved also. I was a big sprinter, where lacrosse is like a sprinting sport. Um, So yeah, from there, then I, you know, eventually I was thinking, you know, maybe I will play in college. Um, And I tried for a little bit. I think I tried a little too late. Mm -hmm. But turns out my lacrosse, you know, season ended my senior year and never played again. But it's all right. I'm now actually. This would have been my first year being a lacrosse coach but quarantine happened so uh, okay and then where, where were you going to coach at 
at Fairlawn High School in my oh, original, my hometown. Yeah. So, so I was excited for that because then it would have bring back my lacrosse, like, you know, memories and things like that. But we'll try again next year. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And obviously yeah, now yeah. talk about the transition to Monmouth and I guess why, why Monmouth? Was it just because it's a home thing or? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's funny. My lacrosse coach in high school, she played lacrosse at Monmouth. Okay. So that was awesome for me. I was like, you know what? That's that seems like a really good school. You know, let's let's check it out. Yeah. It's down by the beach. I'm like, ideally, it seemed awesome. I visited right away. I was like walking on campus. I felt like I wish I should be there. Like yeah. I felt part of that school. Like I knew right away. I was like, this is it. Not only is it right by the beach, but I mean, the campus is beautiful. Like it I is. just, you know, I saw the people on there. I'm like, everyone seemed pretty nice. And I was just like, you know what, this is, this is the one. And then, and at first I wanted to play lacrosse there. I was like, maybe, maybe I can play here, but you know, what? I, I don't regret not trying to play mm -hmm. uh, lacrosse in college. So and I turned out, you know, like I was saying, I worked for intramurals and recreation. So I always stayed active all yeah. four years. So, you know, I did flag football that ended up being my main sport in college, which is weird. Yeah, but his flag <laughs> is always fun. Flag is fun oh, as hell. So much fun. <laughs> so much fun. So I always tried to stay active. So Very sweet. that's why I chose Monmouth. I loved it. All right, cool. And then I guess what'd you what'd you study? I was health studies was my major. So it's funny, I had I have no idea what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I like the health field. I was actually undecided the first year, but I took more focused on health, you know, um, subjects and classes. So I wanted to get into the health field. I didn't, I knew I didn't want to be like doctor level, but I wanted to be within some sort of health field. I wanted to work with people. Right. So, so, you know, I thought maybe physical therapy, maybe athletic training. I just had all these thoughts and it turned out, you know, shout out John Cascone, my boss at Mammoth Intervirals. Love him. <laughs> Still talk to him to this day. But he got me to, you know, hey, did you want to try uh, personal training? We're going to be starting up a program. This was our sophomore year. Mm -hmm. So, I I was like sure why not let's give it a shot and I from there I knew like I had a couple clients but I loved it it just it's so rewarding and I just I didn't think I would be it today so here we are yeah I mean I think it's like I mean you like like you said you were kind of big of fitness even like our time in Monmouth like I remember always like seeing you in the Mac like you're always working out mm -hmm. um and like obviously like, I know a lot of like the, the guys you played and the girls you played flag football with like we're all like mad cool people and like pretty like athletic yeah, yeah. people like former football guys like people that were probably uh athletes in high school and stuff so i feel like it's always kind of been your thing um yeah. and i'm sure like and it probably made that jump now as you kind of went to equinox a little bit e easier to transition to that right pretty much yeah like you said i mean everyone not only it felt like just like a family and like the flag football and that's kind of what i like is like being with people i felt like i had there I was in common with them, you know, like we had things in common. We like to play sports. We like to stay active. Yeah. Of course I had friends that, you know, that didn't play sports, but right. these are the people that I got along with really well. And that's how it, like you said, translates to Equinox really well. Cause we're such a team. And again, we all have that in common where we want to help people. We want to, you know, stay in shape ourselves, but yep. we want to, you know, promote our ourselves as far as like staying healthy and being, you know, do you ever feel like you struggle? Like, you know, sometimes like some trainers like get so busy, like with clients that they, they forget their own health sometimes. Like, do you ever, like, do you ever see that for yourself or maybe see that with other people that work at Equinox? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Especially sure, right? myself. It's crazy because like the, the amount I eat, Joy, it's crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 
like I like I'm up at 6 a.m. You know, I'm having my coffee, always starting off with the coffee. Yeah. You know, going throughout my day, I'm 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 always hungry, and I and it's and I'm I hate to say this, like you know, to for it to be out in the world, but I just eat whatever I want, really. Mm. Like yes, of course, like part of me is like, you know what, I need to make sure I'm eating, you know, a certain amount of protein yeah. a day, like whatever. But yeah. if I'm like, if I, there's cookies in that break room that we have, I'm like, yes, please. I will gladly between sessions. Oh, I have 30 minutes. Let me just eat, you know, oh like, and I'm constantly moving. So I'm like, oh, it's crazy. You but yeah, I definitely you. get caught up in that. Yeah, I mean, you're obviously, the, and that's like, that's the good thing, right? I mean, obviously, like you said it, like you're moving all the time and you're not like really finding yourself sitting at like a desk all day. So like, you're mm -hmm. like, before you even realize, like you're not working out all the time, but like, as you're moving, like you're burning calories, just walking and demonstrating exercise and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I do, I hear you. Cause I, a lot of times, like I know trainers that they get so busy and caught up that they forget to worry about their own health. And then you got to think about it. Like, obviously you want to practice what you preach in some sense. But like it, it takes a toll on yourself because you start burning out and you're like, damn, like you don't feel as good and like you don't have that same yeah. amount of energy, right? And I think you you work with a lot more one on one clients where mm -hmm. like, they're they're coming to see you for that hour or that forty five or that ninety minutes. So it's like, I guess talk about like being in your best mental and physical shapes so that you can provide the best service, right? Because ultimately that's what's gonna help you retain clients and yep. obviously create the best experience possible, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, every session is so different. Everyone's yeah. different, especially, I mean, you know, I've worked with groups before, but one-on-one -on -one is just such a different mindset because you have to, you know, remember like there's, a, especially at Equinox, a lot of type A people. Mm. So you have to treat them in such a way, or at least like talk to them in such a way that, you know, that, you know, you're in charge, but like, you know, they want to be, you know, what's the one I'm, we're kind of like therapists too in a way yep. you know what I mean like you need to be able to respond to them and you know you're always attentive because they'll see that you know and so that's why even it's just an hour a day like let's say you have five sessions in the morning yeah it doesn't sound like a lot but that's an hour being on like on 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 and depending on the person you might have to change up you know mm -hmm. just like your energy you might have to dim down you know what I mean there's some really high energy people you have to kind of match that 100%. you know so it's 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 a lot but it's you know as long as you're you know staying in that and you have that mindset between every session then you'll get through it yeah you're gonna crash eventually so that's why coffee is like my savior <laughs> i'm with you on that i'm with you on you know that. what i mean like you ha and, and of course drinking water i gotta promote yeah. drinking water but you know what i mean like it's just it's it's a lot it is and i think and I, I guess i want to dive in a little bit more on like on what you said in terms of um, like adapting, right? Because you said it, like mm -hmm. everyone's a little bit different. Like some people, like to your point, like, they, some people, like that could be their hour of freedom when they're away from their wife or they're away from their husband. Yep. And they're like, yo, okay, just like, I want to just come vent. Let me come <laughs> to you, talk to you about what my goddamn boss is telling me or yes, what my yes. husband didn't do last night, like whatever it is. So <laughs> I guess like, where did you, do you feel like you learned that specifically from something maybe as like a child or has it just been your personality of being able to kind of be very personable, you know? Because I think that's one yeah. thing that you're very good at in terms of like, just like you're welcoming in that sense, right? And like, even like that's how, almost how we became friends our freshman year, like I feel you're the type of person that you're, you're easy to come to in, in, in those types yeah. of things. Yeah, definitely. And I think like, I mean, most trainers I would think are like this too, but me personally, yeah, I'm definitely the type of person that just, you know, I, I adapt well, I think to a lot of different situations. And mm -hmm. like, I can also sense like when someone's in a certain, like a certain mood or like whatever, a type of personality. That's why I get, 
I get along with a lot of different personalities. I'm starting to realize like throughout my life, but you know what I mean? But yeah, I think that's what's helped me with current clients. Like I said, everyone's just so different. So I think as long as you, if you like can kind of see that personality and you related it to someone you've met before, or like you kind of can see how you can handle this person, then that helps a lot. And I mean, everyone's, you're going to hear a lot of crazy things, I'm sure from different people, but I don't know. I think that's, that's helped me a lot. And I would say just from past experiences. Without a doubt. Um, I'm sure you have, I guess I'll get into, we'll get into some, some more stories as well, but um, <laughs> I guess a question from you being a former athlete just in high school and obviously through your time in college during your intramural sports, what do you feel like you were able to take like being an athlete and now transition that into like your own business in a sense, right? Because personal training is kind of like being self-employed, even though you're working under Equinox, like you still need to manage your book, mm-hmm. right? So I guess talk about like what you were able to take away from being an athlete into like business now. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I guess being an athlete, you're just, you're, you're with a team. Yes. Right. You're, you're on your own. Cause you want to be better on your own. But you have to make sure you're working well with the team. And I think as far as being on a sports team versus especially being with Equinox, because Equinox is the big, you know, the big umbrella, right? So that's mm-hmm. your team that everyone's on your team, you know, you're working together, but at the same time, individually, like when you're playing on a sport, like when I was on my lacrosse team, I want to always be better and just trying to get better on my own, whether it's, you know, for lacrosse, it's either going to a wall and throwing the ball against the wall a million times, like switching hands where same thing translates, like, you know, when you're a personal trainer, especially I've come so far, I think still, and I'm still, still learning. So it's like, I'm constantly doing things on my own, you know, doing like research and like, you know, obviously you have your team to help you, but in the end, you always have to make sure you're doing stuff on your own, you know, and just like, kind of like, still like practicing in a way whether it's yeah whether it's like taking your you know your coworker saying hey can I practice a session on you you know what I mean just something so simple as that I'm not afraid to like say that either you know because like everyone's still learning all trainers like should always just constantly be learning you know same thing with being an athlete you should always try to get better and I think it's almost like that accountability and that sense of like doing this stuff on your own when kind of no one's watching right yes yeah Mm -hmm. Um, Doesn't I guess always have you, to be in front. Exactly. Um, can you just talk about what one, like, what cert did you get? Because obviously now, like, let's, like, transition, like, almost, like, specific, like, training questions of um, if someone was listening to this, I guess, like, what path did you take in terms of your certification? Because there's so many of them. There are so many, yeah. <laughs> uh, there are so many. Well, actually, I started, um, again, John Tesco, and shout out, but he, since he wanted us to get our certification, he had us take called NETA I actually don't know what that stands for but so I ended up not going with that one I ended up actually taking ACE American Council on Exercise that's the one I have currently now and I thought I think it's a good one I know if you look up you know the top or like the best ones you'll see ACE you'll see NASM or NSCA um, so you'll see those but I mean for personal trainers out there I mean who are still looking to get their sir I think as long as you have that behind you it doesn't matter which one you have yeah. as long as you're you know you're studying the books and you know making sure that you you know you're knowing your stuff and you're going to be still learning so and right now I'm actually looking to get my CSCS so my um, strength conditioning certification so. yes which that one I've like it's it's pretty daunting and obviously mm-hmm. um it's it's really meant for not it's not only meant for like college and professional sports as like a trainer yeah. trainer but that's kind of like the foot in the door and I guess even you can even talk about like how that's going for you in terms of like studying for that because I've heard that it's uh it's a little bit hard. <laughs> 
my God, I was not expecting this. And you know what? It's funny. Cause I'm like, I'm starting to still find my niche of like what my like, you know, specific clients that I want to reach out to or like right. trying to get like from my page or something, you know? And I, I know a lot of people like you yourself, like, you know, athletes, is like a great, like, cause you could work with kids, you could work with, you know, professional athletes, yeah. you know, it's just fun. So I think that's something that I want to kind of hone in on in a little bit. So that's why I chose, I was like, you know what, let me get this certification. Let me look into it. A lot of people have it. I know a lot of, if you're looking to be a strength conditioning coach, a lot of um, coaches and people look at that. If you have that, if you have that certification, they pretty much say like, okay, this person, you know, did their studying, but yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's good. But as far as studying, it's, it's tough. I mean, I'm trying to do a little bit every day. I actually have a study group with some Equinox crew. So we're trying to do that once a week, get together and kind of go over questions, but it's, it's a, it's a tough one. (laughs) Is it, um, like, do you see how like, there's a lot of parallels with like what you did through ACE similar type of questioning, or I guess, how, how does that go? Like, I guess, like, in terms of, like, the context of, like, what's in the book and stuff, you know? Uh-oh. Did you freeze here for a second? Um, you know, anaerobic, aerobic, like, all that the stuff. Like, you need to know, you know, the planes of motion, everything. So it's all the things you pretty much took in your, you know, uh, personal training certification. But I think it's just, like, you need to know specific. Right. And yeah. honestly, like, cases, a lot of people told me, though, like, um, like one of my mentors around this area, he was like, you know what, like the CSCS is really good, but like, if you don't necessarily want to be, it's, it's like, it's not everything is like, I guess for mm, it's not. in the yeah. sense of like, oh, some people think, oh, cause you have CSCS that this guy's the guru, but like, really, yeah. it's, it's like having a degree. It's like, you have a paper. Yes. But it's exactly it. I think like the biggest thing is like taking the information you're learning and now how best can you apply it? right? As a good trainer, because you got to think like, yeah, I can sit here and study. But like, if you can now take this information now translate it into the weight room into the field into wherever you're training. Um, it's I think that's the most important part is like taking what you're learning and then being able to apply it. And I think you said it best, like getting one of your friends or someone at, at your uh, gym, like, hey, can I can I train you for a quick 45 yeah. minutes, session, whatever, because that's how you're gonna Seriously. practice. Seriously, I think it's all about the experience, right? Because like, even like when I look back from when I started training, like at Mammoth with my few, you know, clients, I look and see, look back at that. And I'm like, wow, like I came a long way. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's, and that's not even from reading books. Like, yeah, of course I'm still learning and reading books, but it's more, you know, I've had that experience now, you know, I'm, I like to say Equinox is a pretty like big company up here. So it's like, yeah. I've learned so much from them. And the fact that like, I'm in that I experienced so many different people now and I have a big pool of clients that I've had in the past and who I have now so I think because I've had that experience I think I've learned so much from that and yeah CSCS yes, I'm gonna get that certification it's gonna be another like name in my Instagram bio but, <laughs> <laughs> that's so real it's just like adding it to the resume but it doesn't necessarily like, resume, I think yeah. for you it's like you already applied it and like that's why mm-hmm. it's gonna be even more prestigious right it's the fact that you already know your stuff. And then now it's like, all right, I just got this extra accreditation, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you, so wait, so Equinox was the first spot right out of Monmouth that you went to, right? So I was actually between there, I was at, it was called Achieve 24 and okay. it was in, um, in Elmwood Park, the town right next to me. A great place also. And they had like a six week challenge more so. So that was more group wasn't okay. really one-on-one. It was between anywhere between like two and like 15 people in a group. 
And that, that was fun too, because that's like, you know, you have a lot more rain to do literally whatever you want because it was just your class you picked like what you wanted to do like within that 45 minute you know range so that yeah. was fun and then from there you know I started out there that was kind of like my stepping stone and then got hired at Equinox and the rest is history <laughs> gotcha. yeah I mean obviously for people I mean I think most people definitely know of Equinox I mean it's, it's one of the prestigious gyms probably the most prestigious gym is in terms of like I would hope so <laughs> yeah, a corporate and a franchise name mm -hmm. I mean, I think right under that, you would have like lifetime, but like Equinox is yeah. very, and I guess you could talk, talk, talk a little bit about this too, like in terms of how exclusive it is in the sense of like certain amount of members per location. And it kind of creates that exclusivity um, for the gym itself, right? Cause it's technically a smaller gym if you, if like honestly, but it is extremely nice. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, as far as like the member like experience and the way it is, yeah, you don't see like if you go to like any other, you know, a smaller type gym or not maybe not smaller, but maybe more of those popular gyms that are all that you see all over the place, you know, there's not as many people. It's never packed. You yeah. never see like a packed gym, you know what I mean? So, and we we call it a fitness club too. So, <laughs> so we've got a different name for it. <laughs> no, but it's it's you know, it's I think it's just worth it's it's an it's a whole experience. It you is. know, you have your you know, everything is pretty much clean. You know, you have yeah, your steam rooms in the shower. Like, it's just great. It's like, you know, it's an experience. And that's what the members want to see, right? And especially as far as personal training, it's like their biggest revenue too. So we have to be like on top of our game at all times. You know, yeah. we're always put on a show. Like if people, yeah. let's say, I'm, they always tell us on the treadmills, like we're always out. People are always watching, you know? So it's always making sure that we're on point. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent. I've uh, I've been to, I've been to Equinox a few times, and it's uh, even yeah. more here. It's like, it's sick. To your point, it's an, it's an experience, and like even like this, is what I tell people occasionally, I was like, like literally, even the benches, the the leather <laughs> material is different than what you're getting at, like uh, even a lifetime or even like a like an like a LA Fitness or whatever. It is, it's a big compare. It's a big difference. It is. It's, yeah. It is. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, I guess talk about like some of the struggles you had early on, right? Because I mean. Now you're transitioning from like the first place you're at and even going to Equinox, I guess, what were like some of the biggest struggles for you personally as a trainer, as you were kind of going through like that transition, but also kind of getting into the career? Mm -hmm. I guess like, yeah, I was a trainer at Mammoth, but you know, just being actually like after college, this is like my profession now. It's like, it's a huge like shock because you're, especially going to Equinox because it's such a big, you know, like we were talking about, just such a big company. And the fact, so just picking up clients because realizing that, no, they will not be handed to you. Like you have to actually work hard. You have to put yourself out there and just be that, you know, be that person to talk to people and, you know, pick up business. I think that was the hardest. And being a woman too, I would say being a female trainer, it's like, it sound, sounds like a cop-out, but it's really like, it's, I think it's very different, honestly, just because, you know, you have the big muscle guys that it's like, guy will look at them and be like, you know what, I'm going to train with them. Yeah. And then you see me who may not look crazy muscular, but it's like, eh, like, I don't know. I'm going to go <laughs> talk to that muscular guy standing next to her. <laughs> He'll probably get me to be like super strong and look just like him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So I think that's probably the biggest struggle. Yes, of course it comes with like working hard, but I do think being like female, you know, you got to work, take that extra step and work extra hard. You know, just because it's it's that it's that different. You know? Do you feel like you like that you get gravitated towards more female clients, or because I feel like at the same time, like 
if you're a guy and you're like, damn, like I want to work with like a, a good looking trainer, then like yeah. shoot, they might want to work with a female, right? And like, I think you could yeah. win in that sense versus the guy that's super swole. You know what I'm saying? Because I believe I feel like it's like, if I'm putting Thank myself in that person, it's like, all right, like I could work with the swole dude, but like realistically, do I want to be that swole anyways? Or like, I could work with this like cute trainer here. You know what I'm saying? So I guess, do you feel like you gravitate your clientele like more women versus males? As far as most of my clients, yes, most are women. I do yeah. have male clients. Um, not really sure their mindset, but I do have a lot of like, older, <laughs> older male clients. So I feel like if that's <laughs> if that's what it comes down to. But then there's the thing. That's just it. It's like it's either you know women, which is nice because they you know they feel more comfortable talking to a female, or maybe they're just afraid to even go out in the gym and work out right. in front of people. Then at least they feel comfortable being with another another woman to talk about and to talk about women things you know um but then you have like your older men who i have as clients where it's yeah. like okay maybe they just want a young female because they're you know older men you know 100 yeah, percent. it's it's yeah so it really I mean, depends. yeah I, I can i can see that i can see like the the struggle of that too it's probably and it i'm sure it's in the trainers i'm sure it's competitive right i mean obviously like you said it's a team environment but at the end of the day, like it is like you're kind of you're fighting for 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 uh, clients, right? So I guess yeah, like, talk about, like what's it like um, when you first got to Equinox, kind of building up your book with the clients that were there? Like obviously you had to build rapport with a ton of people, I'm sure, right? Like how was that process? Yeah, yeah that's I think the toughest process because what yeah. Equinox has is it, which is nice because they have they give us floor hours. Yeah. So you almost have like you know you get paid for this time to actually go out on the floor, put yourself out there and literally go out and talk to people. Maybe whether it's helping them with an exercise, handing them out a towel, or just, you know, just seeing how their day is. That's like where you, when you're first hired, that's what you, where you got to start to build that rapport. Yeah. And just to, to see like, you know, either just meet people. That's pretty much it. You, cause they, you know, you don't want to just go up to someone and say, Hey, why don't you come train with me? Yeah, you know, you ha- like you said, you have to build that rapport. And so that they want to be able to spend that hour with you. Because they're not going to, they're going to think right away, like, oh, this person's probably just trying to sell me, you know, training again, you know, what, or I could say, hey, how's your day? Wow, like, you look tan. Did you go on vacation? You know, just like, just trying to build that relationship first. And yeah, yeah, it is tough at first, especially like, if you're not the type to just like, you know, jump in front of people. But, you know, it's just nerve-wracking. Yeah, it is. is. You don't know what they're going to say, especially if they have headphones in. You don't want to just pull their headphone out and say, hey, like, I'm standing here. Can you want to talk? No, because a lot, especially to it, you think about five in the morning trying to talk to people. People are tired. They want to just get their workout done and they want to go shower and go to work. Yeah. You know, so you you see the different, you start to pick up to like the type of people that, you know, that are best to go up to and talk to maybe in between a set or just when they're about to go get some water, you know something like that so yeah. it's tough but you get to figure it out yeah um i guess Kate, talk a little about uh i guess like how you guys are able to like control your price structure as well is that is that customizable for you personally or is equinox saying like hey point blank period it's like this yeah so it's, in terms of all your rates but i guess like more just like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like up in the air yeah so it's basically equinox's rates yeah we have like a tier system so it's more like you know you everyone starts out like tier one and eventually, as far as continuing education and things like that, you start to move up in the tiers and it's almost like a promotion type type thing. So yes, you do end up get the rates go up a little bit, but it ends up being something like, it's always the same though. Okay. Same rates and Equinox has their rates. 
pretty okay. much. So there's no really freedom there, but. Yeah, I think, and I, I think it's like, but when you're starting out, it's not the worst thing because you have like a structure mm -hmm. behind you. Right. Right. Because I think when you go private gym first and, and I had Manny on here um, a couple of weeks ago and he was, obviously he's a trainer as well. And he kind of talked about his experience of being in the commercial gym first and then going private. Obviously there's oh, okay. problems with both. Um, and I think when you have like a book of clientele already, it's easier to jump to that private gym. But if you have no clients going to a private gym, like you're kind of, you're setting yourself up for failure because now you're like, you're having to really market and, and market yourself. And it's not going to be just walking the floor. Cause a lot of those private gyms, like they don't have as many just general pop people, you know, it's like they're coming mm -hmm. to that gym specifically. So I think there's like right. that, there's always that, that, that pros and cons list of both commercial and, and uh, private. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I guess, Kate, what, I guess, what would you say, or what would be some tips for someone that would like to get into like the training industry? Like, I guess some things that maybe you wish that someone told you when like you were kind of 2021, 20, like this is what <laughs> life's going to be like, kind of like your perspective of like your experience and what you've been through, I guess, like any tips for, for trainers out there? Um, yeah, I guess what I first definitely didn't know was that you just have to put yourself out there and be seen. You know, that was like one of the biggest things I'm learning just from like, you know, being at Equinox and just being in front of a bunch of people is like, you have to be seen or else no one's going to know you're there and no one's going to, you know, see that, that maybe you're a really good trainer, like that you might just be, you know, maybe Equinox is the place you're working out, but you actually go work out at your gym next to your house or the gym at home. Mm -hmm. Maybe start working out in front of people and start showing like the things you could do. It's just something so simple like that. People, I've had people literally come up to me like, hey, wait, you're actually pretty strong. Uh, can we set up some sort of complimentary session? Yeah. Like, of course. You know, you just, have to be, you just have to be out there because, you know, and at first, obviously, like, you know, maybe you're just, you know, it's five in the morning, you're tired. Maybe you want to, you know, let me just go home and like take a nap and then mm -hmm. I'll maybe I'll come back, you know, kind of thing. Because trainers, you have that, we have that freedom. But if you want to do really well and pick up a lot more business, especially if you want it at a certain time of the day, yeah, you need to be around at that time. You know, you need to be, you basically could choose your hours, but you need to be available. You know, always talk to people, call people, you know, just be around and be seen. I right. That's the biggest thing I'll say. And, I, and how, how big of a part do you think social plays on that? Just like social media in general? Social media. Oh, yeah. I think that's big too. And I'm only like, yeah, I'll post workouts here and there. But ever since this quarantine too, I think I'm recently posting a lot more. And it's it's been a big help just to like, you know, whether it's like tagging people, like tagging like friends or like whatever, just so that you're seen even on social media. Because social media is so big, especially you see, you know, you're on there where I'm on there. Like you see trainers all over trying to put their, put out their content mm -hmm. and, you know, and just trying to get people either to train with them or just to see that they're, you know, they're just like cool people or consistent yeah exactly. exactly it's definitely i mean it's uh i i just like i feel like it, i feel bad for trainers back in the day k jones because it's like damn like not having that piece of your business it's like it's yeah. damn it's tough because like really yeah. you're relying on word of mouth from that point of like all right like to your point like, i need to be there i need to be present like socializing with the people within but like like social is a dope thing because like to your point like, you could just post a video of a workout of you working out and people are like oh mm -hmm. shoot like she's actually pretty damn strong right and then that mm -hmm. just changes the perception of like what it's like to train with a female trainer just in general, but also like, shoot, like you, people start opening their eyes almost. Right. And it's like, I think it's a powerful thing. And we're just lucky enough to be in the generation where it's such a powerful tool if you use it correctly. 
right? Yeah. I think at the same time, like it can be negative in sense in, in ways, but if you use it um, in, in, in a positive way, it can definitely help your business and, and your own brand in that sense. A hundred percent. It's a huge thing. People have their businesses strictly off of Instagram, whether it's like, you know, posting their YouTube link and then oh. saying, Oh, go to my YouTube channel. Like it's mainly Instagram just to shoot you over to YouTube, you know? You know, it's just, it's a huge thing. And I think it's a great thing for most trainers, you know, and I never even thought of it until like most recently, like, yeah, I always thought, you know, and eh, I'm not going to use social media. I'm just going to, you know, stick with, you know, Equinox or if there's people I know and there's people I see, but it's becoming, it's smart and it's becoming like a good thing, you know, it's your place to market. And I guess talk a little about that, like the quarantine now, like obviously we're, we're both kind of stuck yeah. here and it kind of sucks <laughs> as a trainer. And I mean, it's not just training, but a lot of people kind of stuck out of work. And then uh, I guess talk about like what it's like now, kind of now being stuck at home, you know, and I guess what the plans for Equinox are moving forward. And I guess um, like, where's your head at with all that? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's more just, you know, like we were talking about before, just keeping busy. That's the biggest thing. I think if you don't think too much about, you know, oh, when is this going to end, you know, yeah. then you're just going to drive yourself crazy. So as long as you're just keeping busy, but that's what I've been trying to do. It's just like, you know, you know, wake up, maybe have some coffee, do my thing, talk to, I'll reach out to some clients here and there just to make sure everyone's doing okay. You know, mm -hmm. making sure families are healthy. That's number one. But then it's also, you know, work, getting a workout in. I usually like to go outside because yeah. it's like, it's been nice out lately. Rain or shine, like I saw in your post. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I had to get money. I was just, it's raining all this. I was like, look, I get you up early. to go outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, that's the thing. I like getting outside anyway. Just being cooped up inside is the worst. So, yeah. but yeah, so I'm trying to get outside, go for walks and things like that. But that's been my quarantine, really. It's just been trying to keep busy, whether I'm cooking more baking there you go <laughs> eat a little, a little healthier <laughs> yeah, a little bit a little <laughs> yeah, sad, nearly as much uh, there you go <laughs> oh man all right that's awesome so um yeah. now we're gonna i want to transition to the hot takes and this is kind of where i throw a couple questions at you and you just fire away with whatever comes top of mind okay cool. all right so first one is what is your favorite book my favorite book. Yeah. Oh, good question. I think I was just talking about this with someone. Um, it's a book I read re somewhat recently, like a year ago, I think. It's called Then She Was Gone. Then I'm big gone. on um, like murder mysteries and oh. like, you know, fun, like sci-fi type things. Like yeah. I like those kind of shows. So I translated that to books, but it's really good. So if anyone's okay. been to something like that, I think it's based on a true story. I believe it is. Very good. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, how about, and this was a good one, actually, transition to food. Um, favorite yeah. <laughs> meal as a trainer or, like, fast food spot that you were just, like, a go-to? <laughs> like, I'm listening right now. The look on Kay Jones is priceless. Um, but, yes, again, look, trainers eat cheap. Like, trainers cheat all the time, right? I think people get the wrong mm -hmm. perception of, like, oh, like, you got this body. Like, like look you work out a ton and, and you eat healthy, but yes, there's plenty of times where I do the same where it's like, you, you got to cheat to keep yourself somewhat sane. So um, yeah, leave it up to you. hundred percent. A hundred percent. No, that's and I, I like to that. I always get that. It's like, Oh my God, you probably, you know what? I'm eating this, but don't look like you probably eat so much better. Like don't look at me eating like French fries. Like my clients have said that to me. Like yeah. if I'm seeing them out, like out of the gym, they're eating, they're like, Oh my God, don't judge me. No. One, I would never judge you. Two, <laughs> yeah. I would probably do the same thing. You know, it's just like you have to have that little little bit, and then just go back on track. You know, just do your thing. Um, 
yeah, I would say my favorite cheat meal. I don't know why Chick-fil-A popped into my head right away. Yeah. It's like one of my favorites. I haven't had it in so long, but that's probably one of the number one things. Or if I'm just going to like order some like buffalo wings or something, like just like a lot of wings. But those are like my top two, I'll say. I like that. I like that. I'll be honest, I haven't had Chick-fil-A in a long time. I'm just thinking about like, damn, those waffle fries. No, that's (laughs) why. All right, sweet, sweet. Everyone, I think everyone, everyone's a big Chick-fil-A fan, or most, most likely. So. Um, uh, are you a big podcast listener? I or audio or audiobooks? I've listened to, well, I've listened to a few. Okay, I guess, yeah, whatever you like, top podcasts that you like to gain value from or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. Um, so I actually, again, back to my little murder mysteries. Yeah. There's a podcast called Serial. Yes. Obviously not the but you've heard that one? Yes, I have. I've heard, oh heard I've listened to it. The first so the first season's my absolute favorite. The one where with the guy with his name was Adnan or something and his he was accused of murdering his girlfriend. Yes, wasn't that in it's Baltimore, right? Is what? it? It was I think it's in Maryland. I think no, I think you're right. Yeah, because like that's I a, a friend told me about that. Okay, I think you actually might be right, but that I love that one because that's true. It's real. This, yeah. this journalist is really calling this accused murderer mm-hmm. from jail, and he's interviewing like with no problem, and he's just talking about it. And I think it's so crazy. He's been in jail for over fifteen years, and yeah. it still has. In we still don't know if he actually did it. I love those kinds of things. So that's my number one favorite. Sweet. So yeah, I, I think, didn't they make a, I think they made like an HBO, like a, they made some type of show out of it, I think. If they did, I have to watch it. I did not. Yeah, I, I looked at, I'm pretty sure I saw something that they were making that into a, uh, into like an actual show, but oh, I'll, awesome. I'll look into it. Maybe I'll send that over to you. Um, yeah. Last one in the hot takes, your favorite athlete of all time, male, female, whatever sport. Um, yeah. Favorite athlete. My favorite athlete of all time. Wow. That's really tough. It is. That is a tough one. It's a lot of people to choose from. What? Yeah, so there's a lot of people to choose from. So if you want to name one or two, it's cool. All right, all right. I guess, I mean, I've always thought, like, I know this is so cliche. I mean, I'm just watching The Last Dance. Like, I've watched, like, the first few episodes. I have to say Michael Jordan, like, probably is number one. Just because, well, one, I'm learning more about him now. I've always just seen him as, like, an amazing person. But I would say, yeah, he has to be number one because he's, literally insane like he's was one like the best athlete of his time he's yeah. literally the best basketball player of his time I guess yeah but there's arguments like, out there I'm not gonna argue are, there are yes. arguments. I'm, not, I'm not even that big of like basketball like I, got you, I, I got know you. he's like you know he's just so amazing and I think like any young athletes I think if they even just watch this documentary like the last dance or just like learn more about him I think it can help like motivation too yeah that's real because he you know like the fact that he like didn't make the fact the whole reason like he didn't make the like varsity team his sophomore year or something and crazy he look and where he became like he kept going right yeah. something so simple but he he could have just been like nah i'm over it i'm over basketball you know That's like real. right then honestly you know? i was talking to um who was it it was uh, one of my one of my buddies i just interviewed but uh it, it's so awesome because you know both uh, you're born 95 right Mm-hmm. right so i mean we were in that generation where like all right like yes like that was his dominant generation but like we were so young that we never get to see yeah. it like live and obviously some people got to see it, like maybe his late, later years with the wizards when he was a little bit older but it's not the same no 
seeing the footage now, KJ, it's, it's to your point, it's dope. Cause like, we heard all the stories, all like our parents and uncles saying, no, he was a goat, he's a goat. Yeah. You can now see like the inside scoop and inside footage of, of him playing and, and people like that they're interviewing. It really is awesome to see that, yo, my Sundays, I'm locked in. You know what, I was talking to <laughs> Justin. I was like Justin Robinson. Oh, uh, okay. Yesterday, and we talked out the last day. I'm like, bro, I'm so locked in on Sunday nights, like nine to ten. Don't text me. Don't call me. <laughs> my phone is off. Like, yo, don't annoy me. Like, these are my two hours. You know. So um, it's so they did such a good job, and like I'm a little behind. Like I've just been catching up with the first few episodes, but they did a really good job with that documentary. Yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll and the see, fact, keep, oh, keep watching. It's it, it's unreal. Um, <laughs> all right. So the last two things I got for you. Best way for people to reach out or connect with you if they want to train with you or possibly just reach out with trainer questions. Um, mm -hmm. I guess like different handles that you um, have. Social media. Okay. Um, yeah. If anyone wants to reach out to me, follow me on Instagram. It's probably the best way to reach me at all. So it's K-A-Y underscore Jones. So K Jones at K Jones. So um, yeah, you can just reach out to me through there. Um, you said advice too, you said? Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get that in a second. But yeah, I'll put that in the show notes. So if anyone does want to reach out to Kay Jones, um, I'll put that in the show notes so you guys can reach out to her yep. on Instagram. And then, yeah, my final take here is uh, basically it's a final take for you. So like, what do you want to leave the audience with to finish the podcast, whether it's a question, motivation, maybe piece of encouragement or something that's been on your mind since we've all been in quarantine. Um, you can kind of take the floor here and then and close this out how you would like. Okay. Yeah. Um, the last take. All right. Well, I guess I would just say as far as quarantine, it's really like the biggest thing that's going on right now. So if anyone feels like they're, you know, they can't, you know, they're feeling like they want to give up or like they feel like this is just, it's just getting too much to them. I would just say, which someone else had told me, which I've been following. It's just literally just either just live in the moment and keep day by day, just take it day by day. Because if you, like we were just saying before, if you feel like you're looking into the future, like I wonder when this is going to end and keep putting mm -hmm. like a timeline on it, just going to drive you nuts. I just think you should mainly focus on, you know, what you're doing right now. Maybe pick up a new hobby, learn, learn something new. The internet is a great place, you know, learn to cook, learn to bake, do like uh -huh. anything you can do just to, you know, to try to ease your mind and take your mind off of everything else. So I think that's the biggest thing I'll say right now, especially during this time. I think that's, I think that'll resonate with a lot of people live in the moment. Um, I think that that's a great piece. <clears throat> Excuse me here. That's a great piece of advice. Um, but yes, thank Caitlin. Thank you so much for being a guest. I think a ton, of, trainer, a ton of people will, will be able to get value out of this. Um, so yeah, thanks for taking some time out of your schedule to be here. Of course, of course. Um, but yes, Killing we're going to sign off here. This is the Athletes Marathon Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Choi. We are signing off episode 22. Thank you for listening to the Athletes Marathon Podcast. We want to make sure you stay connected with our guest, so we'll have access to the show notes and our latest episodes on our website. Head over to www.theathletesmarathon.com, and if you enjoyed the podcast, we would love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next week, thanks again for listening.